Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. All right. Hey, Vince. Still there? Yes. Yep. Still here. All right. Cool. So now the recording has started. I guess I had to dial in from this line or something for it to work. So, okay, great. Um, let me just plug in my headset and we'll get crack-a-lacking here. Did you say something? Oh, yeah, yeah. I just want to know if you could hear me. I just put yeah, it no, you're, loud clear. you're loud and clear. Awesome. Okay, um, so let's talk about your background before you got into the real estate agency business. Now, I understand you're very modest, and Jim has told me that you are something of a superstar in real estate investing, and I'd like to understand more about what you've done in the past, both good and bad, you know, because we've all taken our lumps in the down cycle and there's nothing to be ashamed of there. And, and it can add value to people to know that they've been with somebody who, you know, has seen good markets and bad. So okay. tell me a little bit about, you know, your past and, and we can go from there. So what do you, do you, have you done? Do you, want, do you want any of my history? Because I, I had a long history in corporate America before I started and sure, well, sure. Why don't you give us a brief introduction to to your background, and then we'll talk about uh, your real estate, you know, kind of, yeah, start from the beginning. Tell us how you got to where you are here and what you've done along the way, and I think we should make a particular focus on real estate investing because that's obviously okay. very relevant. Okay. Uh, I started out in, in uh, auditing and accounting. Um, uh, I did that for a number of years, and then from there I went into banking. Uh, for a, now, tell a, tell me a little bit about this. Do you have like a degree in finance or accounting, or you CPA? No, I have a, I have a degree in um, business management and a professional certificate in accounting. Okay, it, it's similar. It's just instead of me going back getting another major, I just went to all the accounting classes. And they call it a professional mm-hmm. certificate. So I, you know, I worked for a six six accounting firm for four years. Uh, the last engagement that I worked on, the company that I was doing the work for, actually hired me right off the engagement. It was a, a major financial institution in the Pittsburgh area, and I, I worked for them for four, for uh, eleven years. Got my vice president's title uh, with them. Um, Shortly thereafter that, I was uh, I was displaced. Uh, found another job in the city of Pittsburgh. Uh, I was a vice president of operations for a another uh, financial services company in the area. Mm-hmm. And then um, during that process, when I was with the the financial institution, which was Mellon Financial Corp at the time, I started buying real estate. You know, I I knew that I it was something that I wanted to do. I had the passion for years. Uh, but I, I was too too scared to do anything about it. You know, I started thinking about it when I was 17 years old, and and I didn't buy my first investment property until I was 34 years old. 
So it took me 17 mm-hmm. years to pull that first trigger. Uh, and I didn't know what I was doing, to be honest with you. I just knew that I wanted to do it. I knew other people made money. But I, I you know, just jumped off the bridge and, and got into it. And it's funny because I couldn't get anyone to go in on it with me. You know, none of my relatives, none of my friends, you know, no one wanted to do it. And I just said, the hell with it, I'm doing it. So mm-hmm. I bought my, my first property. Uh, and a lot of things that I, I that I taught people not to do, I did on my first deal. You know, I bought a two-bedroom house in a war zone. You know, didn't really <laughs> properly screen, didn't properly screen the tenant. Ended up evicting them. You know, I had to go back in and I did all. You know, I cleaned out the house and painted, it, did all the work myself. So everything that I've since then told people not to do, I did on my first deal. Um, and it's now. Let me it, ask you a question here. Um, you, when you say that you've told people not to do, um, who has come to you for advice? Did you have a business like helping people with their investments, or are you just talking about family and friends who are asking you questions? Well, one of the things I did, I, the last company that I worked for was a, where I was the vice president of operations. I left that organization to, to go and work for Jim, where I did professional real estate consulting. And mm-hmm. I, I've done that pretty much from... 2006 through 2014 for him and we would teach people how to invest in real estate and um, you know there were hundreds and hundreds of students that I've mentored over the years uh, so, so, yeah. so you were mentoring people with Jim yes uh-huh okay so so you have not only had a lot of investments for yourself, but you've yes. also helped a lot of people. So let's yes, talk yes. about your investments for a bit. So okay. how many how many properties, you know, how much money in terms of, you know, over the years have you bought and sold yourself? Uh, well, I know, I, I don't know cumulative how much, but I, I know at one point in time, my largest holdings, I think it was close, it was around 147 rental and storage units and close to almost $5 million in, in real estate mm-hmm. is what it equated to. And I, I think it generated maybe $650,000 a year in gross rental receipts, to be mm-hmm. honest. I don't know the exact number, but it, it was right around there. And even today, I still have I still have over $2 million of holdings in real estate and, and 100 and, I don't know, maybe 110 units left. Okay. I've done... Primarily, I've done a lot of rentals. I've done a, you know some flips, uh, but I've always focused and concentrated on rentals. Mm-hmm. So, so in terms of like the dollar value of the transactions that you've done yourself, what do you think it would be over the years? Where you can say, you know, when you've sat at the negotiating table over the years, you know, how how many millions of dollars are we talking? In, in, in estimate, you know, uh, not including my personal residence, just strictly investment real estate that I've owned or that I've owned a piece of, correct? Not yeah. that I've helped other people. Um, yeah, just you. You know, it 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 wouldn't be much more than that. Maybe six million, to be honest, because okay. I, I bought and I've held for years and years and years. Sure. I never really. Okay. Uh, and that's fine. So now when it comes to your students, how many students and how many properties through them have you 
been involved in? Can we just say it's like, you know, how many, I mean, just ballpark. Wow. Um, uh, you know, I, I, I would say possibly, oh, maybe a couple thousand students. That's incredible. Okay, so uh, a, couple, a couple thousand students, on, on average, they probably, you know, I'm sure some people didn't do squat, and then some people probably did many deals. What do you think would be an average in terms of the number of deals that each of these folks did when they were working with you? Um, you know, I, I'd say, you know, we focused on lower, you know, income areas, our war, war zone. So typically, if they were going to do a deal, you know, it was somewhere where they were picking up a property between twenty and forty thousand. So, mm-hmm. if you assume half those people didn't do anything, and half of them did, even if they just did one deal at forty thousand, I'm not sure what that comes out to. That's four million, or wait, so if if you say if you say half of them did something. And they only did one deal, and each deal was valued at forty thousand. You know, uh, right? So, so you think there's like how many thousands of students? I mean, I, I think totally there are probably a couple thousand that went through the program. And okay, and okay. So reality is that you yourself have done you know, well over 100 real estate deals and your students have done well over a thousand real estate deals. So that's a huge amount of experience and uh, extremely valuable for people in your area. I mean, even if somebody is just buying a home for themselves, they would be crazy to work with an agent who doesn't have this kind of experience. I mean, it's just nuts. So we really need to make people see the value that you bring to the table here. And I think that, you know, you've been uh, very modest about, you know, uh, this. So we want to get you to, to brag a little more here. And let's put in some, some you know, great facts as we go. So the properties that you deal in are exclusively uh, residential rentals, or did you also do some commercial? What was kind of the breakdown of these deals? Well, you know, I have, um, you know, I started out in single-family homes, and then uh, after doing five or six of those, I figured, you know what, I want to generate more income, and then I started looking at uh, duplexes and triplexes, and I bought a number of those. And then um, I jumped into, you know, an eight-unit building, you know, and, and held on to everything I had for a couple of years, and I started looking at uh, bigger things, and I ended up buying a building that had 80, 78 units and 30 garages. Mm-hmm. You know. So, you know, when I say I have over 100 units, it's not 100 individual homes. Got it. Okay. Um, so this is fantastic stuff. And now let me ask you this. So you're successful as an investor, and your clients have experienced success that you've taught them. So this is a great background, but it certainly begs the question, why 
real estate agency? What made you want to get into this business when you've already had so much success as an investor? Yeah, I, uh, the, the two biggest problems that I had as an investor, uh, one was contractors, two, real estate agents. I, mm-hmm. you know, you know, you, you, you couldn't always get exactly what you wanted. They had certain ways that they were doing certain things. I wasn't always getting, you know, they wouldn't submit the offer the way I wanted it, or they didn't like the low offers that I was submitting, or they didn't, uh, they weren't very timely in getting me the, the properties that I, into the properties I wanted to see. It was always one thing or another, uh, and I just got tired of dealing with it. So I just said, screw it, I'll get my own license and I'll use it for myself and I'll get the icing on the cake, you know, the commission to go along with it. And Mm -hmm. and that's pretty much what I did. And then uh, as I got my license, every once in a while I would either help a friend out or help a client out, but it was not something that I really wanted to get into because I wanted to focus on my own investments in, in mentoring. You know, those were my two top priorities, and, and me being a, a, a real estate agent was third on my list, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So, so you really, I mean, it sounds to me, and I'm paraphrasing this just to make sure that, you know, the writer who's going to be writing this chapter can really understand. It's really that you were kind of over the investment business in terms of, the frustrations that you had in terms of the vendors and and you realized that you have expertise and could solve that problem for other people who were having these same issues with agents. So it was basically like, hey, I see this opportunity to provide a level of service in the marketplace that isn't there, so I'm going to go do that. Is, that. is that a fair summary of the motivation? Uh, for today, kind of. When I got my license originally, no, it was just for me because I didn't want to deal with that crap or those people anymore. I just said, I'm going to fix this problem. I'm going to do it myself and I'm going to do it better. And that's what I did. But now, you know, the consulting business kind of went away. You know, I have a passion for real estate. And to be honest with you, I know more about real estate than most people, you know, do. And you know, I just figured, you know, I can provide a much better service. Mm-hmm. Uh, and my knowledge, it seemed to be a good fit. The challenges I have, as you know, everyone and their mother is an agent. So it's not necessarily how good you are or what you know. That's not always the case. And this is a, it's a lot harder to market this. Well, you know, that's what we're here to do is to help you fix right. that. Because you, you bring a ton of value to the table. And so what we have to do is is get the word out, but do it in a way that's not, you know, slimy or inconsistent with, you know, your style of communication, which, you know, you're a straight shooter and you don't like fluff. So it's not natural for you to be bragging about yourself, but that's kind of what the book is there to do for you is to, you know, this book is to announce all this value you're bringing. So let's talk about, you know, your ideal client you know, to work with. So you're this agent with all this knowledge and I'm Joe Reader and I'm reading this book and up to this point, I see all this stuff about how Vince is 
a ninja with real estate investments. And I'm thinking to myself, well, wait a minute, you know, I just want a home for myself and my family. So do I stop reading or, you know, am I a good fit to work with you? Oh, uh, I, you know, I guess what I, what I view as an ideal client is someone that has already made the decision and they're committed to moving. I, I just, uh, I dread following up on leads that are not serious or people that just are window shopping. That, you know, it's a waste of my time. Sure. So, and we want to deal with people that are decisive, of course, and that's for their own benefit as well as yours. But when we talk about who you're going to be working with, you know, who would be lucky enough to work with you, really? Um, because with your level of skill, you know, it's safe to say that people are going to wind up with a better result than they would have wound up with working with an agent who just hasn't done these kinds of deals. So I could see the value, but I just want to make sure that we're being very clear to people that you're not just exclusively representing investors. So it's obvious that you will represent investors and that you'll do a great job because you speak their language. Um, but the real question here is, you know, are you going to be working with, you know, quote unquote, regular Joes? And if so, how do you see that process unfolding and what's the value that you can bring to someone who's really only planning to buy that one house that they're going to live in for the next 10, 20, 30 years? Yeah, I, you know, I do, you know, I like, you know, the, the couple of homeowners that I just started working for in regards to finding a new house, you know, I actually enjoy working. It's different. It's different than what I've done uh, working strictly with investors. So um, it, it's definitely a direction that I want to go and, and be able to provide a service to the homeowners, whether they're listing or whether they're buying. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm not 100%. I'm not sure. I'm, I don't think I'm giving you what you're asking for. <laughs> and I'm just not really sure. Well, what... No, no. Well, I mean, basically what I want to do is I just want to make clear to people that it's kind of like this. It's like the average person only really needs a Chevy to get to work, right? They don't need a Ferrari. And you're basically the Ferrari because you've got the horsepower to work with somebody who wants to buy a hundred homes. Like you can, you can do that and you can, you can run the analysis, you can find the deals, you can make all that work. That is so much more than the average person needs. And I want people to see the value and the value proposition that I see. Like if I were coming into your market and I was going to just buy a residence, I would want to work with you because the logic that I would be using is I'd say, why wouldn't I drive a Ferrari when the cost is the same as the Chevy, right? You don't charge right. any more than anybody else in your market. You're getting paid. You know, the buyers are, are going to not pay anything out of pocket. You're getting paid by the seller. And when a seller is going to be, you know, looking to sell their home, your fees are probably going to be in line with many of your competitors. So, you know, as I see it, your value proposition is why drive a Chevy when you can drive a Ferrari for the same cost? 
And right. so I want to have us articulate that in this introduction, which is to say, yes, you have this incredible skill set, and yes, you will work with investors, but you're also excited to work with individual homeowners, and you're going to put all of these skills to work for them. And so my statement to you is if, if you agree with all of this, let's just you know, put that in there and make it clear that, yes, you really do welcome the opportunity to work with you know, regular Joes. Yeah, I do. I do. Okay. Um, so let's, uh, let's kind of talk a little bit more, I think, about some of the stuff that's happened to you specifically working as an investor um, when you were working with agents and you were frustrated and then you started to take over your work yourself. Talk about some of the things that went wrong when you were working with these agents in the past and talk about you know, the results that you got versus them and how you were able to achieve them. Um, you know, some of it had to do with uh, just, just simple marketing. You know, um, you know. Again, you know, we had an agent. We had a beautiful house that we had put on the that we were putting on the market, and the first photograph was of a stained glass window. But, you know, I, you know, I called the agent up. I said, "Look, we have this beautiful, massive, massive, you know, English Tudor home that sits on a corner lot, and the first picture is the stained glass window." You know. So I, I basically told her, stand in, it wasn't a busy street, stand in the middle of the intersection and take a picture of the house, you know, because so I wanted it on an angle. I wanted a long view, you know. So just, you know, just the way that properties are marketed. You know, I want certain things done. I want open houses. I want agent tours. You know, I, I usually like to have food or something special at these agent tours. A lot of agents resist things like this, you know. Um, you know, I want the agent, you know, to be at the showings. You know, mm-hmm. so there's a lot of just things marketing-wise that, you know, agents get lazy and don't always do what they should do or what they need to do. And, and granted, each market's a little different and demands different things, but that was just, you know, it's just one of the general frustrations that I have, you know. Um, so can we summarize it by saying that you felt like most of the agents that you dealt with weren't paying attention to the details and so what you're doing is, is you're basically going, you know, taking care of that. You know, they were maybe doing, call it 80% of what they should have been doing, whereas when you did it yourself, you were aware of that last 20% and you did it, and that's your plan to differentiate yourself in the market is to, is to do that 100%, whereas many of the other agents were letting some of those important critical details slip. Well, not not only that. This is a big thing here, I think. And in agents, I, I would almost rather work with ten clients that are selling a million dollar house or buying a million dollar house than two hundred clients that are buying thirty thousand dollar houses. So, because the, there's the same amount of work that's involved. And to be honest with you, you know, my the way I think I can out service a lot of these agents get so busy that they don't provide the service or give the clients what they think they need or what they what they really need from a support perspective. 
you know. Um, and I think that's how I can differentiate myself from all the other agents, where I can mm-hmm. take that one extra step, you know. And, you know, I'm not looking to hire, you know, a support team that's going to support me. You know, if someone has a problem or an issue with something, I want them to be able to talk to me or if they need to talk to their listing agent that they're talking to me and not my assistants or someone. You know, you know what I mean? Agents mm-hmm. get so busy and wrapped up in little things and, and they don't, you know, they have the listing and they don't bother with certain things or they don't, you know, it just falls by the wayside or it's not as important. And I, I want the clients to feel that, you know, they're always important and that they're always, am I making sense? You know what I mean, right? Yeah, I mean, basically, I mean, not to, you know, oversimplify it, but basically you're just not going to screw things up, you know? I mean, <laughs> you know, and there's a, there's just a lot of that. And I think that part of what we have to contend with in the profession is that there's a low bar to entry in the yeah. profession, right? It doesn't take a lot to hang out your shingle as a real estate agent, which exactly. means that you can wind up with a lot of people who are unqualified, you know, and that's why it's so critically important for you to have this book and for you to convey this information because you're going to be educating people, helping them get better results and, and be the best consumers that they can be. And you're also going to be providing a level of service that is commensurate with the expectations that you have given your corporate background and given your investing background, you know, it's not like you just fell off the turnip truck and now you're a real estate agent. I mean, you've got a lot of background that will support that. Right. So I think it's really clear, you know, what separates you from everybody else. Um, I think we have some great facts that we can put in here. Um, that will uh, really make it clear to people what your value proposition is. And I think that we'll just kind of sum it up as, you know, why would anyone choose to have the Chevy when they can have the Ferrari for the same price? And and even if, you know, it's a friend that that or a family member, you know, I think that your value proposition is strong enough that they can – make that case even to someone with a strong social relationship and say, Hey, you know what? I'm sure you're great, but this guy has been involved in thousands of deals. And, and I really just want to benefit from that experience. So I think it's a compelling argument. Okay. So, um, while we're on this call, are there any other things that come to mind or that you can think that you would want to have covered in this introduction? Uh, I, I, off the top of my head, I, I don't think so. Um, I guess my question is, too, when you come back with it and says, here it is, you know, if I, we need to change something, is that possible or add something? Yeah, I think basically what we're really going to do here is um, – you know, we'll have a a writer produce the document and then you can edit it to your heart's content. So you can basically say, okay, you know, oh, I forgot about this or let's add that. We don't want to make it a novel. It's only going to be one chapter and it should probably be somewhere in the neighborhood of 2,500 words. Um, So, you know, it doesn't have to cover everything, 
But what we want to do is we want to just make it clear right out of the gate that uh, basically somebody would be crazy to not use your services if they're buying or selling in that area. And so we'll just do that by recounting the facts and your background and what you've done is impressive. And uh, I think it should, you know, pretty much sell itself. You know, the other so, thing too, to, sure. to mention, you can do your own take on this. I mean, I, I spent, you know, eight or 10, you know, nine, 10 years actually mentoring people and, you know, in, uh, you know, I, I guess what I'm trying to say is, you know, or the close course of doing that, you know, I, I, I don't want to say I developed, but, it, you know, there is a sincere uh, concern that people do well with their investments. And if you translate that into the home buyer, you know, there is, I do have a, you know, a truly sincere desire and concern that, that whoever's buying the house, that they're getting what they truly want and and at the price that works for them uh, and not worried about my commission, you know, where a lot of agents will just try and sell something because they need that $3,000 paycheck coming. You know, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't care. That's not my number one priority. My number one priority is, is the client getting what they love, you know, because if you, You've achieved that and you exceed their expectations. Guess what? You're going to get more work. Yeah, exactly. No, and I think that's that's fair to say that you're in this business for the long haul and you're taking a long-term perspective. So you're developing relationships, and and the book is a great way to start that, right? Because you're basically saying, hey, look, I want you to be an educated consumer, and I'm going to give you as much information as I can reasonably put together in this book to help you get up to speed, you know? So I think, um, I think it's a great statement to make, and I'm sure that we'll include that in the chapter and make clear. But ultimately, at the end of the day, what really is going to impress people that you're trustworthy are specific examples of, you know, things that have happened. So, um, you know, if there's anything that comes to mind where you can think of a particular story with a client where you can say, Hey, look at what I did, and look, you know, like we spent so much time on this, or we did that. You know, that's helpful because um, I know in my experience, you know, working as an agent, I've had situations where I've worked with somebody for years, you know, before they actually uh, made a decision and did anything, you know, and I was providing information and I would talk to them and all that stuff along the way, never any pressure, um, and when they were ready to take action, so was I. Okay. So, yeah, if you think of any of those stories that uh, might shed some light there, um, then we can put it together. Or maybe even if you have a client testimonial, we could include that, something where they say, hey, you know, Vince was great. He worked with us for a really long time and, you know, was super patient and was really investing in our relationship, not forcing us into making a decision. I just I just uploaded a new testimonial to not only my website but to the Trilla Trillo thing, um, and it's great. Should be the last one. It's just matter of fact. It's these guys that I just got them. They uh, we got our accepted uh, we got our offer accepted on an eight hundred fifty thousand dollar house, and um, it was a situation where 
they uh, um, we actually unfortunately I don't like going into to bidding wars, but there was someone else bidding on the property, and yeah. um, they they backed out of the deal at the last minute, and we thought this other person was going to get it, and was still kind of on the contract, and they kind of came back and they realized that we made a mistake. We should have put an offer on that house. Can we still do it? You know, and I went back to the, the listing agent, and uh, she said, "Well, the deal's not 100% done yet, but if you guys have an offer." You know, bring it to the table. So we put together what I thought was a pretty damn good offer and uh, submitted it. And uh, they accepted it. They dropped the other guy. And Terrific. The other guy, you're going to laugh at this, is going to be their neighbor and is Chris Letang from the Pittsburgh Penguins. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's great. So they're thrilled. And, yes. And... Uh, that's that's awesome. So, well, congratulations, man. That's great. Yeah, and that's, the last, yeah, and that's the last testimonial on there from uh, Bill and Sherry. Yeah. Just got that from them. Excellent. All right. Well, um, I will uh, get this transcribed and get something over to the writer. So hopefully we'll have something for you to look at by the end of next week. And um, as we proceed, you know, we'll get more focused on – uh, the production elements and stuff too. So I would say I'll get this, this going. You take a look at covers and um, hopefully next week will be a real, uh, you know, boost in the momentum. Okay. Just, and just to let you know, uh, I'll be transferring money next week and mailing that last check out to you. Okay, great. Thanks. I appreciate it, Vince. Okay. All right. And I guess same time next week, huh? Uh, yep, same time next week, and I'm sure we'll be in touch, you know, via email and stuff, too. All right, no problem. Thank you, Alex. All right. Thanks. Have a great day. You, too. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.